The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast for the week of March 10th. Coming in hot, Brian. Uh, I'm your host, Jason Allen King. Thank you for tuning in to a new year of, of uh, podcasts. <laughs> I, I wrote March. it and then I just keep saying a it, new so. year. Yeah, it's you know what? <laughs> it's still in the script. We started it's still in the script. The Celtic just... year starts in March. <laughs> right. If you go by the Celtic yep. calendar, it is actually the beginning of of <laughs> of, of, of the year. Yes, we you blew through think... the Chinese New Year too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That... You would think that I would change it. We cover every every week, but I don't. I, I I forget until this moment every single time. <laughs> we are the podcast equivalent of the coexist bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want That's any nice. month of the year to feel left out. We want every month to feel like it's the first month of the year. I love it. Happy Perfect. September, everybody. Yeah. Welcome to 2022. Welcome. Uh, so this is uh, this is exciting. It may sound funny. I don't know if anyone can tell. Uh, it's that time of year for the allergies. I don't know if y'all are. Uh, I'm irritated. That's double entendre. Boom. <laughs> uh, but the weather's great. <laughs> right. It's nice to know when your partner <laughs> doesn't find you funny at all, and you he just stone face. He just gets the face of like, nah, he didn't. Did you just say boom? <laughs> Did you? We'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that stays in, sir. Uh, I'm it's get- like watching a married couple slowly break up. <laughs> married. Oh boy! Wait, you what did you see mean us, by that face? You like should you see us make up. That's that's Ooh, the stuff. I'll be here for that as well. <laughs> uh, you got allergies, Brian? I don't. Really? Yeah, nothing. Nope. Mm-hmm. Don't feel a thing. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm also dead inside. You're but, dead inside. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah, no, I, I I don't. I think I'm allergic to like sulfa drugs. And I found what? out um, sulfa drugs, which they haven't used since like the Korean War. Where do you where do you get those? Well, you don't anymore. I don't think they use. It. I think That's there's a, a couple. There's like a excuse uh, me, Walgreens, bring me my <laughs> sulfa. <laughs> a surgical sedative, I think, that might in, um, involve some sort of sulfa drug. But uh, and then I found out not too long ago I'm allergic to turmeric. There's a long, horrible story. Oh, okay. Uh, related to that, but um, so you do have allergies. Yeah, but not like I'm not allergic not to anything that like that makes your face. the earth isn't trying to kill you specifically. No, no, right, exactly. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I I didn't have them my whole life, and then I aged into allergies. That's a nice screw you from the big guy, huh? You're like, hey, I'm gonna make you tired and slow, and also hate the spring while everyone else is happy. You made it to thirty. Here's some ragweed. <laughs> Here's some ragweed. I'm I'm allergic to the bees, to wasps specifically. Like as if we need another reason to hate those little bastards. Uh, I'm only yeah. allergic to white wine and Vicodin. <laughs> that is 100 percent true. I don't wow. know where to go with that. Yeah. White I, wine. You would be a terrible woman. I, don't I was going to say. That, how I, do I? I would be an awful stay-at-home country club mom. <laughs> right, that's it. I should have been more specific. You can send uh, hey, hate mail is, to isn't it National Woman's Day <laughs> today. It, it, it is, as we record this, it's, Jason yes, Allen King, everybody, <laughs> letting them know where he thinks they should be. Nope. I'm sweating again, Brian. I know when start I'm, over again? I know when, I'm, <laughs> I know when I make mistakes because I start sweating, and, it's, and I feel terrible. All right. 
Well, should we move on, Brian? Should we get into it? Should Please. We do this? We've, yes. got a, we've got a very special guest today. I'm super excited. Uh, he's a veteran in the comedy uh, world. He's making people laugh on stage forever, whether it be in sketch groups or stand-up comedy. Um, go see this man. You will remember his show. He's high-energy storyteller. Uh, he will not let you catch your breath. Uh, you may have seen him on uh, MTV, Laughs on Fox. He was covered in the New York Times. Uh, he's got a web series, Fitness Fail, uh, with a 3V network. He was also featured in Playboy. <laughs> Not an article. No, no. Full pictorial, Full baby. pictorial. Uh, don't forget, check out his podcast, Bourbon Showdown. We're going to talk a little bit about that wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. He's a true connoisseur of comedy and bourbon, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse Jones is our guest today. Hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> I, I, you mentioned the Playboy thing, and I, and I was like, that we gotta, we gotta get into that. <laughs> I, I, that's we have to start there, right? On uh, National yeah. Women's Day, as I've just yes, learned. it was a, it was a long time ago, and it was, it was <laughs> National Women's Day, the day that we did the shoot. So everybody's just fully clothed and <laughs> and respectful, and nice. uh, we actually just spent the entire time apologizing to the ladies that were in the magazine. It yeah, was a beautiful thing. That's <laughs> what um, we should be doing, actually. Yes. <laughs> just to yeah. all women, just, just be like, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Most about of the time, like about instead that. of hello, instead yeah. of hello, they get a <sighs> that. My bad for most things. I'm going to apologize in advance. Yes. And before this interaction begins, <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. We're kind of the worst. Uh, but back to the story with yeah. nudity. Um, <laughs> the, my friend was a college rep for Playboy, and he came to... Uh, Be the uh, coolest guy on campus? He, Correct. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually... <laughs> He ended up dating uh, a Playboy model who was her claim to fame was she was the Playboy model with HIV. So that that was his big like I'm dating April and we're like good for you. Uh, All right, HIV they need love too, man. He he was all about it, Uh, and he got us the uh, he he. Do you want us to do the shoot for the college at at the house? And my buddy was like. Sure, <laughs> you know, uh, as all boys do when yeah. we get around possible nudity, we turn into like 1930s <laughs> cartoons. Like, bring them on over. Uh, <laughs> Everyone turns into a paper boy. And sure enough, they uh, they bring all of these beautiful ladies over to the house, and uh, uh, the the girlfriends that were there at the time were not very happy with it. Uh, one one lady, her name was Liz. She kept taking her top off in the photo as well. No. Yeah, and and Playboy kept going. Excuse me, <laughs> you there in the back? Oh, no. Put your shirt back on. <laughs> oh my god! And, well, it was more contractual. I think. I think it was just that she hadn't filled out the forms. Oh That's wow! Not true. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's um, a real slap in the face when the guy gets paid to take pictures of nude women. Goes, ma'am, you in the? Uh, can you? Yeah, up, up top there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we ended up in the magazine. We we it's the proudest my father's ever been of me. <laughs> he uh, he told me he went and got a copy, and in full dad mode, he's like, I even showed the preacher. No, my <laughs> God. Your dad has some boundary issues, if I'm guessing. <laughs> what is going? That's crazy. I'm showing everybody. <laughs> I'm showing everybody. I was worried you were an art major for a very long time, <laughs> but then there you are, Playboy magazine. 
You think wow. enough people hate me at this point? How? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're really you're laying it out Just for everybody. Walking the line right here. And do you have this copy on you? Because I figure I would have it on me. Oh, I got a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> do you, you have to show. Do oh, I'll sh- yeah, I do. I have okay. it. I'll, sh- I'll show you. This is an audio medium, so yeah, a visual like, photograph won't yeah. do much for the. People. I don't care about uh, the audience at this point. Yeah, I'm just I, kind of this is fascinated by this. I'm not looking at the camera. I am looking <laughs> uh, at. I'm looking down, and I am making a face of pure joy. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, ladies, <laughs> like, ladies, like, uh, we're really sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm happy, just, happy ladies day. Everybody. Sorry. So, this is what was that? Were you doing uh, comedy by that point? I think I was doing sketch comedy at that time. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I was. I, I don't like to be still. You, we've known each other yeah, for a minute. You right. know, I don't like sure. still. Um, <laughs> I was an art major in a fraternity doing sketch comedy. So I, I, I partitioned my time. Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> this that on Monday, like the... this on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and we were doing seven shows a weekend. Uh, it wow. was the Perch Sketch Comedy Theater in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I be- it is now where Soul is. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Soul is there, and, and it's nice now. Like, you can <laughs> right. go there and not have to worry about being stabbed by a homeless person. Yeah. When we were there, it was punk rock, and you were just, like, <laughs> you defending, like, you were uh, uh, running from people to get to the theater. Like, yeah. like don't, don't wow. hurt me, don't hurt me. Then you'd run up the steps and be funny, and then you'd leave and go, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. And, <laughs> you know, it was a different time in Charlotte. Different time. Yeah, because, I mean, is there, outside of South End, is there, there's not a hotter spot right now to be in the Plaza Midwood, honestly. It's kind of crazy. It's really, yeah. And, and we were there back when it was just, like, you had Elizabeth's Billiards right next door. I think that's been torn down. Yeah, like, it's gone recently. now. So we would do a show, and we would have a, two shows and then a one o'clock show, and the one o'clock show would just get us so freaking shit-hammered. We'd then go over to EB's and... Yeah. You know, and just smoke because that's all you did in oh, there was yes, just yes. smoke. You could smoke in bars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that was, was bad. The Perch is, has a great reputation in town. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a it, it's a, a legendary sketch comedy yeah. group in in Charlotte. Goes back a long way. Well, we were we were just uh, having fun. It was it was taught you how to write. It taught you how to handle a crowd. Uh, we got to be kind of fringe, like where Doug Stanhope and Todd Berry and all of those guys yeah. would come through. Hmm. And uh, you would just get to hang out with Doug. That's like, amazing. Like, yeah, he, he's the first person I ever opened for. No kidding. And wow, that's a that's green, a feather in your hat. Well, I mean, I was greener than goose shit. I was a sketch guy. I yeah. shouldn't have even been on the mic. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I'm dying pretty badly. Uh, <laughs> like, like I mean, just like whoo, and and, and and you know, they liked me there, and they yeah. were still like, Ur. and uh, he he. Uh, <laughs> he, he hates this story. I know for a fact <laughs> he hates this story. As I realize, I'm on audio right now. All right. Um, he 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 pulls his junk out while I'm on stage. While you're on stage. While I'm on stage, and just sort of slips it through the curtain a little bit. No. So I'm the only one that can see it, and the crowd can't see it. But I also have no clue how to get off stage at this point. <laughs> so I just took a step to the right and introduced him, Dick first, to the audience. <laughs> You know, <laughs> he put it away and started talking, and it was wow. a phenomenal show. That's amazing. He was doing. It's so weird. I think comedy has changed so much in terms of what's allowed now. Like, sure. like this was long enough ago that 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 was a, that was not a thing that was shocking to anybody. Sure, right. It was just yeah. like, uh, oh, he's being a him. You know, he's yeah, doing right. he's doing Stanhope, uh, and he talks about it on a few of his albums. He's uh, he's got a. 
a great line where he's like, uh, I bet if it was a bigger dick, club owners would be coming up to me going, <laughs> do that pull your dick out thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, he doesn't have he doesn't have to worry about anybody telling him to do anything at this point. No, uh, no, and he that's is established brand. What, and so much so that he doesn't have to do clubs; he can just kind of go anywhere, like places like the Perch. Well, he he uh, he figured out early on that you know he wanted to control his his narrative, his own yeah. uh, marketing, and everything, and and some of his uh, crowds. He uh, he did a lot of good shows when he was performing at some of those off the beaten path uh venues. Yeah. And and you know, that was what his uh fan base was looking for. So whenever he would come, we would just all seven shows would be sold out. Right. Uh what was your material that you guys were doing was it comparable to what he was doing or were you guys just no. it was just like a a free independent kind of a yeah, mindset. It was just an indie vibe yeah. and uh we would um Turn over a new show every two weeks. So we would write and write Man. and write, and we would yeah. rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. And then we would have one weekend of doing it for the first time, one weekend of polishing, and then we'd move on to the next really? thing. And uh, whatever went well, we would end up uh, at the like, like maybe every 90 days or so, we would do a best of show where we would take the sketches from the past little bit. And uh, put them into a best of, yeah. and, and then we'd start all over again. So, what do you? That's just pretty staggering in terms of the the amount of work that is. Taught you how to write, though. Yeah, because it yeah. was not a forgiving writer's room. Do you keep that? Well, no. I mean, I know some of the folks you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They're just yeah, dude. But but I mean, they're sharp and and yeah, you got to be on your game. Some yeah. of my best friends because yeah. you 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 grow up in with that mindset of funny or die. You know, yeah. Like it's got to be funny or it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now, was the, was sketch the goal for you normally? Like, like when you were younger, it was like ah, I'm going to do this, um, as opposed to was it like I'm going to do this and then I'm going to go on SNL and I'm going to that kind of thing, or were you just no? I mean, it, everything just sort of falls into place where it should, you know. Yeah. Like uh, my generation of Saturday Night Live was the Sandler, Farley, Spade uh, yep. generation, yeah. so. Um, sketch was of course fun because that was in the back of my mind, but it was never like, uh, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do that, then this right. is going to happen. Uh, uh, I, I think that's sort of a young man's ambition where you just put all these, and then I'm going to be a millionaire by 30. <laughs> yeah. Just, just yeah. The, the more you do it, the more you realize you're doing it because you have to, like it's yeah, just sure. part of you and it's just, uh, yeah. if you don't do it, you're going to get kind of, uh. Pissy, and then you got to do it again. So yeah. <laughs> that's a, that uh, you bring up a good point. Maybe that is sort of a newer mindset of entertainers coming out now. Is how do I get to be that as opposed to I'm already being that. Well, I'm already uh, living that life. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's it's. I'm not saying it's not good to have goals. You have to have yeah. goals. I just think your goals shift artistically the longer you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, so. Like Upright Citizens Brigade, for example. Uh, when, when I started doing UCB, it was go out there and, and be funny and, and tell a story and work the craft of improv and all that good stuff. But by the time I left UCB, it was, it was like comedy Dungeons and Dragons. You had a bunch of kids that that because re remember uh, like that gets my heart in so many different ways. <laughs> uh, I'm listening. Well, <laughs> it, it, well it, it really turned into like um, 
Saturday Night Live started picking people from Upright Citizens Brigade. Right, right. And uh, that's when NYU just like flocked to the Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh And you went from, I'm doing a show and I'm here to get good at this part of comedy and get and heighten that muscle of of immediacy and you would go when okay like when i got there everybody was sitting around and they were talking about what they were going to do and when they were going to do it and by the time i left uh it was more of a isn't it cool that we're here like like everybody was just sitting around talking about how they should be talking about what they should be talking about talking about and and we just i didn't have time for that yeah, so yeah. That, that's sort of where stand-up came from. Wow, okay. Because uh, once the improv group... Improv groups are like rock bands in that the people that love it stay and the people that just like the idea of it go away. Uh, whether it be a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a, a new job, uh, you grow out of it, whatever. Uh, yeah. And you just see that revolving door. And I didn't have the capacity for excuses so uh, right. my buddy also an improver was like hey uh aaron camino smith he's still a great friend of mine today uh come try stand up so wow. he invited me to a gotham comedy club open mic wow and uh you know i would kind of shied away from it a little bit just because uh you know i had built maybe i i'd built i'd built a host set yeah like like when i was still in charlotte the first time i had built that uh, get the show because what's an MC supposed to do? Get the people ready for a show. Sure, yeah. Get them ready, looking in the right direction, ready to laugh, fit in material as it applies to the show that you're on. Mm-hmm. Like not go into business for yourself and do yeah. your your ten minutes before the show. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so I had gotten that. Like I gotten really good, and you'll still see that sometimes. And and like uh, if if I want the energy to be somewhere that it's not, I'll mm-hmm. still raise them up a little bit yeah, before right. I get going. Sure, sure, sure. Well, you kind of do that throughout anyway. I yeah. mean, for the, you're, you're <laughs> your energy's always up. <laughs> uh, yeah, much to my... Uh, I, I, some people uh, in the industry have tried to like get me to pull back on that a little bit. Uh, but could you imagine... Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah, I'm. I feel like Stephen Wright at, when I see you go up. I'm like, wow, I need to change. I need to put a little energy into this. But no, that, I totally get that. Could you imagine me doing it any other way? No, like like that's that's just who I am. Yeah. And I, I've had club owners. The most I'll give them is I'll try and stand still, and yeah. it, and even even that's like I I'll find my foot moving, <laughs> and it's just like I, I've got to. You got to do it the way you got to do it. Uh, uh, you can always b- get better at the way you do it. Sure. But if somebody tells you not to do something a certain way, it's kind of like, let me go. Let, well, let's let's do a test. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to burn this place down, <laughs> and then I'll try it your way, and we'll see which way works better. Yeah. Right. Uh, what is it that a club owner would have against a high energy? I mean, you want well, someone who's engaging. You want someone, and the club owners are like, yeah, don't don't do you. No, as a feature, I've had club owners tell me to pull back a little bit. Now I get it. Just because, because, uh, but uh, Timmy Sherrill told me one time that if the if the headliner can't follow the feature, then the feature should be headlining. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've had I've had clubs tell me to pull it back just because the headliner had complained. Um, But but you know I can't neither here nor there. I I can't imagine doing anything other than turning it up to eleven. That's the only way to do it, right? Like what? No. 
uh, I've had managers tell me, I, I needed to correct that. I've had managers yeah. tell me I need to stand still. Because I, I, if you're going to be on TV, the, you can't have the camera following you all sure, over yeah. the damn place. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and that's not false. Like, if you yeah. look at uh, some Tonight Show sets, like, the guy doesn't really go everywhere. Uh, but you look at other Tonight Show sets, and I think if you just tell them, be ready, this guy moves a lot, yeah. they follow you all over sure. the place. So, sure, sure, I sure. Uh, I, I would say, yeah. I mean, that, they don't... They don't cover too much ground but i i would totally agree i the idea that someone would tell you to back off is is laughable to me because yeah. that's i mean if that's where you're at i mean they're you're probably not going to get that call again anyway <laughs> right <laughs> right, so, right 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 i lean into it go to 11 <laughs> screw the headliner yeah, it's up to the headliner to yeah elevate. well i i remember i i was uh I, I just left New York, and, and the beauty of leaving New York is the time that you get. Uh, in New York, it's great because you can do 12 sets a night right. and just sharpen that frickin' muscle and, and get as good as you possibly can and tighten it up. But then you hit the road, and you are it's a completely different muscle yeah. because now you're, you're able to get in there and walk around a little bit and yeah. uh, not just be so immediate with everything. You can build like um, suddenly that space, that quiet is actually really good, yeah, especially when you yeah, learn yeah, how yeah. to control it, how to use that, which is challenging. But it's challenging. But I watched a documentary on Jack Benny, mm -hmm. and and that was just like he would relish in it. Yeah. He would Newhart does that a lot too. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he would just sit in it, and he would do the thing, and you would see him using every part of his body to get the crowd just keep them with him as he sat in silence and little tools like that. You start sprinkling in. Uh, but I remember I was, I was, uh, I just had this great conversation with the dude. I was, uh, headline, uh, he was headlining. I was featuring for him and we were having this great conversation about how, how it's art and, and it's fluent and you have to live with the crowd in the moment and it gets stale if you don't and all of that stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know some places that you're put when you're uh, when you're on the road, they're they're the walls are thin. Mm -hmm. So when it's hey oh man great talking with you you too man this is gonna be a fun weekend and then we uh, we go to our respective rooms and I can hear him call his friend <laughs> and shit on me <laughs> for about as long as we had uh, just been cool with each other. Yeah, right. Just, uh, this fucking new guy. Oh, it's art. <laughs> it's art. I love it because it's uh, art. Write <laughs> a fucking joke. And I'm just sitting there like, damn, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. And uh, I, I uh, didn't let him know. Until the last night of the weekend, I yeah. acted like I hadn't heard anything. Oh my god! Uh, you know, he he was already. Um, he only reason I thought of him is he's the guy that told uh, someone to tell me to pull back a little bit. And uh, the last night of the show, he was like, "Hey man, it was great working with you. I wish you nothing but the best." And I was like, "You too, man. Hope they uh, put us somewhere next time where the walls aren't so thin, huh?" And it, you, oh man, <laughs> just like deer yeah. in headlights, like. Wow. Oh, because I've been... Yeah, 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 yeah. We're good. I'll yeah. talk to you later. I'll <laughs> see you on right. down the old uh, Dusty, you know? Oh, that's great. Making people feel uncomfortable is a, is a, it's, it's a gift. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> half of being a comic is understanding that you are uncomfortable most of the yeah, time. Right. <laughs> well, that's kind, of, that's kind of my thought a little bit. When you said that, I'm like, yeah, like comics are so often just these cynical, just well, sad, cynical. And I hate that that's such a cliche thing. But that's just a perfect example of someone being just way too cool 
But I think that's why you have to constantly grow. You, you know what I mean? I think if you do the same thing the same way every time, then... Absolutely. Now, you, you're going to have your tried and trues, and you're going to have your things that you enjoy doing, uh, but, but I think in this person's... In, for him, just using him as the example, if you do it every day the same way 320 days a year it will become a job that you hate. Yeah, sure. Uh, you've got to keep it moving. You've got to keep it growing. Or, yeah. or, and again, that's still, I still sound like an artsy fuck, but I don't <laughs> care. That's the, that's the point of it, you know? Well, you were, you were an art major. I was, I was. So, in Playboy. In so Playboy. An art major in Playboy. You were <laughs> when I told my dad I was going to be in Playboy, there was definitely a moment where he was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he said Playboy, right? right. Playboy. Right. Can't hear as well as I used to. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is a good time to take a quick break because because I do want to know when you went to New York and that, yeah, that, yeah. that transition. So we'll take a quick break. Um, and uh, this weekend at the Comedy Zone, Thursday through Saturday, we have Russell Peters uh, is going to be here. So uh, uh, here in Charlotte. So go to cltcomedyzone.com for full schedule. If you want to learn more about Jesse Jones, go to jessejonesonline.com. You can find a ton of information. Uh, so check that out. And we'll be right back. <laughs> There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're having a great conversation with Jesse Jones here on the Comedy Zone podcast. We're talking about all kinds of stuff like National Women's Day and Playboy magazine shoots. And Well, that's what we were just saying uh, <laughs> during the break. It's just so weird that like uh, 2022 versus any other point in history. Yeah. Like, like It's amazing that that was ever... Like just saying that out loud sounded... It's just weird. It's just weird. How far things have come. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way. In, in a yes. good way. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, in a good way. Not not without its bumps and bruises to get here. <laughs> Completely. Uh, boy, people will fight kicking and screaming to have things exactly the way mm -hmm. that they've been, yeah. and they're never going to change. And and then complain that it's exactly the way. <laughs> it's like if... if uh, yeah. They want, up, they want their whole life to be that one episode of Friends that they liked. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they hate that now. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking. So you're at the Perch. Yep. You're going to school. Yep. And I know we, we you know, you go up to New York. When, when does that happen? And is the goal to go up there and be a sketch comedy writer or to get into UCB, like you said? Well, it all happened organically. Uh, I was at the Perch. I was very happy at the Perch. And we had just... Uh, uh, Sean had gotten a deal with MTV2, and we right. were writing, helping him write those commercials, and, and it was just going awesome. It was, so, it was the baby. Talking baby. Talking baby. Hilarious talking baby. And uh, he was talking baby, and I was, uh, I think he, he wrote tiny talking baby for me. Oh, right on. You know, if it's a tiny, what, what would be funnier than a tiny baby? <laughs> a tinier baby, tinier. you know? It's like, the, <laughs> it's like the opposite rule of comedy. Instead of bigger's better, it's like smaller. Yeah. 
So he'd do Talking Baby, and then I'd pop up as Tiny. I actually found Tiny Talking Baby in the trunk of the car I moved to New York in about uh, however long ago. I just awesome. sent him a picture of it, like all I I tied it up in rope, like I kidnapped it. <laughs> uh, but no, my my girlfriend at the time, uh, she got an opportunity to go work in New York. She got picked. She was working for the Nielsen TV ratings. Another thing that sounds extremely right. dated. I <laughs> promise people listening, I'm not a thousand and seven years old. Uh, there was before Netflix, there was a cable, there was a television measurement system known as the right. Nielsen ratings. And uh, she worked for them and they transferred her up north and I went with her uh, just yeah. because that was the adventure. And let's see what yeah, happens. Sure, sure. And uh, I get up there, and this is probably 2002, and I get up there, uh, which made my parents super happy because they were like, oh, great, so the World Trade Center happens, and your first there thought is. is, let's go up there. Yeah. We, uh, were, we were two ships, because I was coming south at that time. Oh, here, really? And you were moving up there, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Fun. Yeah, the, uh, it, was, it was a cool time. I mean, we loved it. it was, uh, we got up there, and the first thing I found out was that there was nobody doing sketch comedy. Wow. And and I'm sure somebody will hear this and go, wait a minute! But there there <laughs> right. there was Hammercats. The Hammercats were doing their thing, and the Hammercats was sort of like the Perch, where they were already grouped up. They already had a uh, a set cast of players, and they weren't really looking to add more. Because I met them one time. I met them at the uh, the beer garden in Astoria, and um, so after that, uh, it was like okay. Uh, let's see what else is out there. And and Upright Citizens Brigade was just starting to take off the uh, or, you know, it had been taking off, but I just discovered them. Mm -hmm. Another thing uh, you think that you're the first person to find <laughs> everything. But <laughs> yeah, no, right. you you're it's been around before. Like, have you tried this water? Mm. <laughs> yes, everybody knows. Um, but the uh, started with them and I went through all of the their program, which was interesting because I, I uh, had been doing it. I, I, sketch comedy is such a different muscle than improv. So I went up there like, I don't need to take your classes. But then they're, <laughs> they're like, always lumped together, aren't they? It's weird how that works. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was young enough that I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to. I'm sure I'll get something out of it. If nothing else, the connections. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, uh, Billy Merritt was one of my teachers, and uh, oh, what's his name? Um, I can't recall. He's he's got glasses and he's he's huge now. Um but we had had some really great teachers. I'm of no help. Uh, no, no. Well, I didn't give you much to work with right there. You know, the <laughs> okay. comic with glasses. <laughs> he's it, a New it. York comic with funny glasses. <laughs> um but the uh the experience turned out to be really good because I think one thing stand up could take away from improv is you don't have to stick to the idea that you have going in your head. Mm. Like, like you know how yeah. some comics, the, the, the joke's not hitting, and they just double down with yeah. emphasis on the thing the crowd already doesn't like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I love what they... they stick to the <laughs> they writing. Call, uh, leaning into it. Yeah, they lean into I, it. That's, that is such a... It's such a bullshit thing where they're like, well, they hate this, so of course you know what I did. I leaned into Double it. Down. Yeah, I may, and it's like no, it means you're you're inflexible. Yes, you've just yep. You didn't have that was a, it's a cheat way to get out of shit. Anyway, I think comics don't like me. I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. Uh, I, I think leaning into something is one of those. Uh, I wrote it this way, <laughs> yeah. and and I remembered it this way, 
And I'm going to say it the way that I wrote it. I, yeah. I think it comes down to that. <laughs> right. it, it's, it's, you might think it's funny. You wrote it, so you obviously think it's funny. But it's also the, I set up this punchline, and I'm going to get my, my return on my investment. Yeah. And the crowd's just like, eh, whatever. So we don't like this stuff. Yeah, who, yeah. Who who's who writes a joke about just one thing and then you never talk about things? No, you write. You've got bits that are about that subject. You find out they don't like it. Maybe you move on. Yeah, or or you try. Uh, uh, you pivot in the middle of it. Maybe you'll find a different tag if you uh, if you engage them a little bit. Right. Yeah, or yeah. or you'll you'll sense what they laughed at before this, and maybe you'll tweak it a little bit so mm-hmm. it kind of fits into that hole a little bit. Or better. how about your delivery? Maybe they don't want you screaming Sound, and yelling. Yeah, and you calm it down a little bit, or vice versa. Or whatever. sounding like you read it. Sounded like you read yeah. it off your notebook page. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I think some people just, you know, it just comes with time. And, and improv helped with that quite a bit yeah. uh, because those crowds, it wasn't like an improv, like where your friends come see you in the back of a restaurant. It wasn't those crowds. It was it was like a UCB crowd. Yeah. And they did not want to see your shitty, like, like, <laughs> like you know, in uh, uh, stand up, your, your impulse is go for the joke, go for the joke. Sure. Yes. And it's, it's just ingrained in us. I right. see it. I'm going to grab it. I got it. Uh, uh, improv, it's like a different thing. Go for the real. Go for the scene. Yeah. Go for the scenario. So if you would go for the cheap joke, it, the crowd would just be like, <laughs> like, yeah, of course, that's what you would do. What would you do in real life? Like, yeah. that's the, so it, it taught you how to find the reality in the moment, the reality and the humor a little more. Uh, a little more. It's counterintuitive. Uh, improv to me, and I, which I love, and I'm actually going to be doing a show. I'm tell Brian, I'm doing a show here in, at the end of the month. Oh, nice! Doing improv, so I haven't done it like in a, in a while, not that much ever, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, it's it's a. I bet you'd be great at it though, because not, you're good on the cuff. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, that's very nice. But that's this this counterintuitive notion of not going for the joke. It's like no, no, no. It's it's acting, right? You know, right. it's being in that moment. Anyway, it's being present. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is again counterintuitive, but there's, there's, there's a comedy to be mined from that. Oh, completely. And that goes back to the patience, right? Right. So you've done all three. You've done improv, sketch, and stand-up. You tra- you transition now. You mentioned earlier you transition from coming from the sketch world, doing some improv. You were doing some sketch at the time, and then you broke off to do stand-up. Well, uh, the improv group that I was in. Um, Oh Lord, they're they're going to be upset that I can't remember. <laughs> Sky Lounge. We were in a uh, the the I was in a few groups, but the the biggest one was Sky Lounge. And uh, as soon as like uh, Bevan Bevan grew up and Andrew grew up and Mark got, everybody grew up except for like uh, me and uh, Aaron, <laughs> and we're like we're we still want to be kids. <laughs> and uh, as soon as it's because you know it's um everybody wants to think they're still doing it. And then you look and you've not done a show together in like a month. And you're yeah. like, we're not still doing it, guys. Like everybody's yeah. coming up with reasons not to do it. Yep. And uh, like Mike Drucker, he was in our group. Okay. I, I think he's like a writer for some awesome thing now. Um, and me and Aaron, we just kind of, Aaron's like, okay, I've, I've, I'm doing this. You should come. Just come yeah. see it. Just come see. Yeah. I think you'd be good. And uh, started coming to the uh, Gotham uh, open mics. And I guess that would have been probably 2009, maybe. Because yeah. yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I think I've only been doing this, like, whatever the math would be. I think this would be, like, year 13 for me in stand-up. Okay. Uh, so 
which is weird. That's another thing that you get judged for. Oh, if, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. say too little or too long, because right. if you say, I've been doing this 500 years, they're like, wow, you should be further. And then you say, I've been doing it three years, and everybody's like, oh. <laughs> You're not even a comic. Yet. You're adorable. <laughs> Look right. at you. Yeah. And, and and it's weird. It's like a weird little tiptoe that you have to do uh, around bookers, too. Because sure. a booker will be like, um, ah, six months. Sorry, kid. So yeah. when I was doing stand-up, the first time, the first bookings I would get, I would throw in the sketch background with yeah, that. You know, it's you like, go. I've been doing this for 10 years. And then yeah. they'd put me on stage and they'd be like, no, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> they know. You're six months they old. Know. They always yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they know. Uh, uh, a good a good book a good booker can take one look at your at your five minutes and be yeah. like, all right, this is where you are. <laughs> yes, I, I would agree. So you're doing so you're doing it, and you're cutting your teeth in a in a pretty hot spot. It was the best. It was the best place to do it, man. Yeah. It was because um, you had every avenue, uh, you had everywhere to go, and everywhere you could grow into. Uh, my home club was was Gotham, and um, but there was also laughs on Fourteenth Street at that point. And, uh, of course, The Cellar. First time I ever did stand-up in New York was actually The Comedy Cellar. Really? Yeah. It was, oh, man, people are going to hate you for dude, that. <laughs> it, was, it's, I, it was such a great night, though. Uh, it was amazing. The first, it was, I hadn't even moved to New York yet. I was still doing sketch in North Carolina, and I had gone up to New York for a uh, summer uh, art history class where I just got to spend three weeks going from every museum in the city from one to the next, from wow. one to the next, and it was awesome. Uh, and then, in retrospect, I realized the way I got on was I had 15 classmates ah. that were going to come see the show. Yeah. So I re- my buddy put me in touch with somebody, and I, I, he put me on the uh, 5.30 show, and uh, that went well enough that they gave me something at the 7.30 show. And then I was wasted, <laughs> and uh, they invited me up to the comics table, which is great. Oh wow! First Jeez, thing. Man. <laughs> I, I mean, and and they invited me up to the comics table, and I'm sitting there, and only one I can really remember is Mitch Fatel, because uh, well, so so the upstairs at the. Like yeah. the, oh, really? Yeah, they invited me up to the table where all of the dudes are just sitting around talking shop. Holy shit. And I'm so... That's bigger than getting on the stage. Fuck, man. I mean, I, and I was so green, I did not know how much I should be appreciating wow. that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's also something to be said for trying when you're ready to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I could have gotten that moment eight years later, yeah. it would have been a complete... Who knows what the trajectory would have been sure. different. But in wow. that scenario, it was Mind just... Blown. Wow, New York's easy. <laughs> so then my girlfriend, now she's my uh, wife, she gets transferred, and I go with her, and I go back to the comedy cell. I'm like, remember me? And they're like, we don't. And I was like, okay, uh, can I come back? And they were like, do you have 15 friends? And I go, mm-mm. And they go, eh. <laughs> we're booked. Yeah, the box office we're, is over there. We're, bo- we're right, all booked. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I did... I did go there a little when I was first in New York, but it was still, I was a greener and goose shit. And once you get past that first five minutes of fluff, <laughs> there was nothing underneath. Yeah. Uh, but that was one of uh, the f- best stories from that time would have been Stanhope puts me in touch with a tell and wow. uh, tell, I get to hang out with him one night and um, I'm what, what, on the, for me, the, on the Mount Rushmore of comics, a thousand percent, yeah. a thousand percent. Me and Dave Williams, and I remember back when we were doing sketch together, uh, we would drive from Charlotte to Raleigh just to see a tell, yeah, and, and then drive back the same night, sure, like just literally, uh, uh, go watch 
Does he want to hang out? He doesn't. Go back. Uh, <laughs> when I was moving home from New York, I actually found an old Comedy Zone ticket from when I'd gone to see a tell in Charlotte one yeah. time. Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, so Stanhope, um, you know, go up to him and say this. And I go up to him and I say that. And he goes, oh, you're friends with Doug. And um, after the show, we go. He was still drinking at the time. And we go to uh, the bar next door um, on the wagon, I think it's called. Yeah. And uh, they let him they let him smoke. You were already not smoking in bars in New York. Right. But they let him smoke because he's fucking David Tell. <laughs> That's right. And uh, what do you want? And we're like, I don't know, sir. What would you have us have? And, and you know, because which is another thing you should have. I should have not been doing it at that time. You play your cards when you have them to play. Right. And sometimes you need to play your cards when you should play your cards. <laughs> you had Uno cards. At that yeah. Moment. Yeah. It was yeah. like my first time at the table. And I was like, I'm going to play the entire hand. Who wants these kings? Um, and he's like, three shots of Jaeger. And uh, the lady brings over. Pint glasses of Jaeger. No. Not shot glasses. Honest to God, pint glasses of Jaeger. And Attell just goes, nice to meet you. And just takes it down like a pelican. Wow. And and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm giving my wife, or she's my girlfriend at the time, I'm giving my wife like the elbow because she's like sipping hers. And, like, and, and both of us just, and just down the hatch it went. Wow. And uh, I love this story because my wife threw up an escalator that night. Nice. <laughs> if you're going to affect as many people's ride home as possible, That's the, the escalator is the way to go. That's the only way. I mean, otherwise you're just, ah, uh, you can step around most of it, yeah, but not no. an escalator. <laughs> no, gets it's got to return. <laughs> That's brilliant, man. All right, so you're in New York. How much time before, because I like to, you know, the, I, one of the questions that I ask is eventually, like, at what point are you like, all right, I can actually, I can make a living doing this. So what's the, fa are you still uh, in New York? Because I know you come back at some point here. Well, I think you have your aha moment yeah. where you go from trying to tell jokes to telling jokes. Um, once you've been doing it long enough and you start getting booked on shows and you're not just, it's not just you and your buddies doing your and your buddies shows and you actually start working some clubs. I, I think then when it clicked for me as I was booked on a one o'clock in the morning Times Square show mm. and they have all been lied to. They've all been told Robin Williams is going to be there and Chris Rock's going to be there and Jerry Seinfeld's going to be there. The super ticket of, of people yeah. that don't even know this is a club. And um, I get booked there and half the crowd was so drunk that they were just like asleep. There was one guy, I, I swear he was like heroin out cold. Just yeah. like not, is he alive? Like he's yeah, that right. out of it. Right. And I tell this one joke and he... I wake up the dead guy. Mm, so, wow. so like if you can get a crowd that doesn't want to be there and not only make them want to be there, but have them paying attention and hanging off of your words uh, to the point where the dead guy wakes up and yeah. laughs and then goes back to sleep when the next guy gets up. <laughs> that was yeah. the moment where I was like, okay. And you're also taping everything. Sure. Because yeah, we all yeah, think yeah. there's going to be a documentary on us one day <laughs> where, like, there, wait, there's not? That, yeah, that, well, it depends on how famous you get and what you do. <laughs> if uh, you end up killing a bunch of people, they're going to find those tapes and be like, right there, where I'm, he was talking about <laughs> peeing on people. That's where it started. I'm going to figure it out. I'm gonna <laughs> so, what, what's the algorithm <laughs> That's for that? right. Yeah. Do I kill people? Is that how I. Okay. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> 
killed people just for five minutes. Just yeah, give me five give me minutes on the Tonight I'm Show. I'm going to crash in front of the judge. <laughs> oh, watch. The judge was going to be falling over. <laughs> Here's what I was thinking. You just start plugging premises in, <laughs> plugging premises into the, like, say, what was happening? She had just gotten off of work. <laughs> I'm going to be amazing in Rikers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was when it was sort of like, uh, okay. And then I had some good people that started taking me out on the road with them. So you, you recognize that in that moment, you're just like, all right, this is, this has gone from being, I've enjoyed, do, you know, right. doing this yeah. to, I think, I think I can make money at this. I think I can suddenly put for, put forward my resources and right. other things like that. And not just, you know, I can tell my folks I do this now. <laughs> you can have people that that know you come see you. Right. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. it not be a favor. Sure. And it not be that yeah. begrudging, all right, guys, we're going to go see Jesse do stand-up. <laughs> but put on, our, put on our faces, everyone. <laughs> we you gotta... did great. <laughs> we don't have to, they don't have to pregame before they come and right, see you. Right, 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 right. They, they don't all have to be like, uh, all right, I'm going to compliment the cat joke. You compliment <laughs> the cousin joke. All right? Your cousin, I'm cat. Don't mess it up again, Brian. <laughs> Uh, I got it. I got so it. <laughs> it, it then it turned into yeah. people being like, "That was, that was good." Yeah, to yeah. like, holy shit! Like you can tell you used to be bad. Yes. When people oh, yeah, go yeah, from yeah. like uh, <laughs> when they start being impressed by it, like when uh, did that happen? Yeah. I had a, my friend Neil. When did that happen? And I was like, "What? You told me I've always wait, been pretty." Wait, but the last time, I, well, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about the other four hundred times that you've yeah. said I crushed it? Oh. Yeah, but. I, I'm sober today. <laughs> uh, so that was sort of like the aha moment. And uh, then from there, uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Trainer, he started taking me on the road. And then you start loosening up a little bit with, uh, with the rigidness of a Type 5. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, you know, New York, you're never getting more than 12 minutes. Yeah, at, right. at maybe 18 if it's your friend show, y- yeah, you know? Right, right. Uh, but then, yeah, we uh, started hitting the road with some people. And uh, started getting some clubs in the area, and and then you know a couple little TV things hit just enough to where you've got just enough where you've got a credit. Yeah, right. uh, uh, and, yeah. and and they're they're not great credits, but I had somebody tell me early on if they paid you, it's a credit. <laughs> okay, so, you know what I mean. All right, I like and that. it's like I didn't I didn't get like uh, twenty five thousand dollars for the the thing on MTV that. Aired four times, but it was on MTV four times, <laughs> yeah, and I got to I got to frame that freaking check. Yeah, you know, oh, I beautiful. didn't frame it. I was so poor. <laughs> I was so poor. The lady was like, "Do you want to?" I'm like, "No, take it. Give me cash right now. I owe so many people money." <laughs> I have the first check I ever made for a film, and it, it was for uh, <laughs> it was a commercial, and it was for the plug plucker. <laughs> it's a fishing bob thing. And I still have the check. I framed it. What is a plug plucker? It's like if you're you're you know you cast and it gets stuck and something, right? The plug plucker will like go down and get it out. It and sounds so dirty, doesn't it? Does it? Sound like, like it does like not sound like for, yeah. like the plug plucker. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah. right there with the flashlight when you <laughs> walk down that aisle of Amazon. That's right. Yeah, but it's I I love that man. You got to. I saved the dollar too. That's what I did. Now the first yeah. time I got paid, uh, like yeah. like money, money. Yeah. I, I think the Comedy Zone in Charlotte was actually really? the first place to ever pay me, pay me. Nice. Like, um, uh, they brought me into feature, not feature. No, they brought me into um, host, <laughs> and uh, you know uh, I was greener than goose shit. They shouldn't have even yeah. done that, right? Uh, but they did, 
and they gave me uh, whatever they gave me. And I just remember thinking, like, holy shit, you know? I've, I've, told, I've told Joel that story before, because yeah. as a kid, you remember shit like that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, totally. Oh, I, th- I've, I have lessons that I've learned from the first time I hosted, which, again, probably way too early. Like, for instance, it was uh, Jimmy Schubert, you know, Jimmy mm. Schubert and uh, Zainab Johnson. And they yeah. had just done that season of uh, Last Comic Standing. Yeah. And uh, I won the competition. And I remember there's this moment where Jimmy walks, Zainab is doing, doing a joke, and Jimmy Schubert walks up and he's like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom before. How much time does she have left? And I ha- I, I'm like, I have <laughs> oh, no Oh, is that part idea. of what I do? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's like, is this her final bit? And I was like, no, he's like, God damn it. And he went <laughs> and he went he went to the bathroom and I was like, literally in that moment, I'm like, okay, he's not what happens if she gets finished? What am I how do I know when he I mean j- <laughs> Yeah, man, that's right. Do you ever get that? Yes. Oh I my have. god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, it was a nightmare. Now I now I time every set ever. Oh, dude, you're so in, good at that. In any room I'm in, I'm timing it. But even you, if I'm in the audience. You've also got such a I, I love the way your brain works. Uh, because to. when you're on stage, like you're fluent, you're in the moment, but you also you're so tight with your delivery. Like there's no fat on your shit. Oh man. wow, thanks, man. Like like Appreciate when you're it. when you're going, it's like uh, it's it's that fun rapid fire where all right, joke, 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 mm-hmm. joke. It's not like joke tangent. <laughs> la 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 la. Da, da. And then the crowd's like. Back to the back. Yeah, huh? That was we love watching you do that. But please, another <laughs> yeah. joke. We're starving over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Uh, but it's it's good to have those uh, those moments, those lessons, oh, and completely. getting paid is one. Getting paid, making is a huge mistakes part of it. is a is always fun. You learn to ask questions. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Uh, yeah. We were doing a show in Albany, talking about when you first started making money, and uh, my buddy uh, Chuck Chuck McBee, he. Uh, Let's go to Albany. I got. They're going to put us on. Uh, me and you're we're splitting the feature spot. And right. again, fifteen minutes. Like, I don't know. Are you sure? <laughs> and um, I've been, I've been, I've been watching a lot of Big Mouth lately. Yeah. So I feel like uh, my inner monologue, my inner monologue, a lot of the time will be whatever show I'm watching, like whatever right. voice I think I can emulate. And and so lately, it's it's just been one of those characters. I'm not sure which one it is, but it says. But Chuck was like, uh, "Let's go up there." And I was like, cool, man. I had a car. Oh, my God. When you start comedy, get a car. <laughs> it get is a car. The, uh, you don't right. have to have talent. You just have to have gas. <laughs> right. And and so many people would be like, hey, Jones has a car. And they'd be like, I do. I do have a car. That's true. You got stage time? Yes, you car. have stage time. I have a car. <laughs> um, so me and Chuck, who I started with, and I think you you would agree, your buddies when you start are your buddies forever. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like oh, frickin' ride or die. Like absolutely, you, they're there if they don't quit. Even when they quit, you stay in touch with them. You yeah. just don't have as much in common the next time you talk to them, and everything's going well in their life. Yeah, yeah. I, I look at I look at guys <laughs> like Will Jacobs, oh, Todd Todd Riley, a couple yep. of these guys that you know. Todd and I drove to Milwaukee, right, right, by way of a tiny little show in Kentucky, like. Sorry, man, but that's we're friends for life. Now. Yes, <laughs> like, is, and, and you need right. those moments. <laughs> yeah. Those moments are where those friendships come yeah, from. Absolutely. Uh, uh, same thing. Me and Chuck, we go up to Albany, and uh, fifteen minutes gave it my all. I mean, fifteen minutes, everything I'd ever gotten a laugh at by the end of that. I didn't know what closers were. I was like, oh, you should get off on a big laugh. Uh, uh-uh, I'm gonna do it differently. I'm gonna just get off. Uh, and it was Albany. It was above a gay bar. 
and the entire there was nobody in the crowd when it was about to start, and she went downstairs and barked up mm. the the gay bar into the comedy club. Wow! And it was like a and it was pizza night. It's weird the little details you yeah, remember right. when things are about to go horribly wrong. <laughs> uh, and all of these guys come upstairs, and I mean it's like black leather village people, uh, uh, and, and and they're all eating my favorites. They're all eating it. pizza, and they're all loving it. <laughs> like they're having the best time. Yeah. And uh, I do my fifteen. Eh, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't. You, you get off, and you're pleasantly surprised. Yeah. You're like, hey, that went. You know, that's yeah. a thing. And uh, there it is. There's the voice again. I was talking yeah. about. And um, Chuck gets up, and he does equally. Okay, here we go, man. That was fun. We can say we did this yeah, now. We did. We did comedy. We, we did that. comedy. <laughs> and uh, then. The headliner is like a local radio woman, and she gets up and she does her forty-five. The crowd loves it. She gets, uh, she's act- acting as MC too. If that tells you anything about the show, sure. and uh, she gets down and she goes, "You boys have fun." And we're like, "Yes, we did. Thank you." <laughs> and we're like, you know, hand out like we're ready to leave now. Please pay us, and we'll go away. <laughs> and she's like, "You boys want to do it again?" And we're like, "What's that now?" And she's like, "All right, everybody, who wants to see it again?" And the crowd was like, "Yeah!" And she's oh, like, "We're gonna restart what? the show." So. She starts the show again without turning over the audience. Oh my god! And we just had to like, I don't have any more material. Like I went back up there. I was like, "Hey, you guys remember when I said that thing earlier?" You, oh, you do still remember that? I wasn't sure. Wanted to make sure. If you didn't, thought maybe you might want to hear it again. You don't. You don't. Okay. Here are some wacky premises that are probably not going to go anywhere. Uh, and then when we got off the next time, she fucking paid us. There was no who wants to see it a third time. <laughs> like no, we're, nah. you you go back to where you came from now. <laughs> so you got in your amazing car, your comedy car. Yep. And you drove and you drove home, dude. The comedy car back. I mean that even the car has stories around it. Uh, the 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 lock wouldn't lock, like the the back uh, the back door wouldn't lock. You know how modern cars you turn the gas on and the doors lock. The doors lock. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. mine. I had a 2008 Ford Escape and. If what an ironic name. Well, yes, because... <laughs> uh, but the taxis of New York were also Ford Escapes. This is okay. pre-Uber. And Uber terrified us because we were in New York when Uber started. Okay. Nothing sounded safe about, I'm going to call a stranger, <laughs> and then he's going to show up with a car that looks very unsafe, and I'm just going to get in with him and then never be seen again. Yeah. Uh, so I was driving, and I, I remember I was going from... Uh, eat, like Mc, right up the street on McDougal, there was another comedy club. What was it called? Like not East Village, but another one. And I'm driving from that up to I think the Pit on 22nd. No, New York Comedy Club on uh, 23rd. I'm at that point now where I'm just reminiscing. Um, that's where <laughs> these things that I remember were. And I stop at 14th Street, and this guy gets in my car. I have a silver escape. It's not a yellow cab-colored escape. It's a silver, not a cab at all escape. And the guy gets in, and he's like, can you take me to the Upper West Side? And I just, like, like balls in belly. I'm not a cab. I'm not a cab. I'm not a cab. Like, like, like the least manly sound I've ever made yeah, in my life. Right, right. And, and then he's like, okay. And he just got out. And it's just like, okay, okay. I, I guess I know where my fight or flight goes. Yeah, right, yeah, to a high-pitched. To a very high-pitched, please don't hurt me place. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of us have that have that gene, <laughs> myself included. I'd be that guy in the Revolutionary War. Like, no, 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 no! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Can't we just remain British? <laughs> uh, so now you come back down here, and you're now you're a great big famous comic. And when do you start? Uh, the uh, podcast. Tell, tell me about because we're, we're well. That's we're very deep in. Very kind and wrong of you to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you're back. You're back here now. Yep. You're touring all yep. over the place. You're you're a busy man touring all over. And yeah, the pandemic hit, and oh. you know the pandemic took a took our livelihood away. And my least favorite of the pandemic. Yeah, of week. all the ones, the one yeah. in a uh, hundred years ago, much better because we weren't there. Didn't bother me uh, that uh, one. one bit. Uh, but once that started, I started getting um, tagged by. Uh, once that started, I started getting tagged by bourbon uh, places because I had enough followers that when I would post a bourbon shot, it would get a lot of likes or whatever. And then nice. they started sending me stuff, and I'm a moron. So I asked my wife, who's very smart, I said, Why are they sending me things? Because she's like the head of a digital media. Like she's mm. so much smarter than me, it's insane. Uh, and she's like, Well,. <laughs> You have enough, like, you've got to really caveman it to me sometimes. She's like, <laughs> you have a lot of followers, and they want you to say that you like what they're, you're drinking, yeah. so they're going to send it to you. And I was like, still not getting it. She's like, you, <laughs> advertising lot of folks, them, want lot folks to drink drinky drink that they put in their face hole. And I'm like, oh, they want me to say that I like their thing? She's like, this, wow, I'm married to you. Um, um, so I, I, I start doing that and then it gets big enough that she's like you've got to separate the two because if you don't separate them now you're never going to and uh, I did and we started the bourbon showdown and like just over a year ago uh, maybe I got a lot separate the two as in your comedy and bourbon gotcha she's okay. like if you don't separate them now you're always going to be intertwined gotcha. and, and your comedy is going to just be tied to it you're whether you want it to or guy not yes gotcha, exactly okay. uh, which is fine like I'll go into a town and I'll do a tasting in the afternoon then I'll do a show that night it's really uh, cross marketed right quite well yeah. uh, and and it pays so much better than comedy um, <laughs> I, I, I liked you before this now that I'm learning this I'm like getting upset over here <laughs> so um, it just turned into that and I've interviewed literally everybody in the uh, industry from uh Jackie Zycan from Old Forester to John Morris from Woodford Reserve to some of the crazy fuckers like Alan Bishop. <laughs> I, I fucking love Alan Bishop. Just just pure punk rock. Like he he he's yeah. put absinthe in a uh, 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 bourbon barrel wow. and then sent that to me. And 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 while we're drinking it together, I'm like, I can't feel my face. And he's like, Yeah, it'll do that. That's what absinthe does. Try and touch your nose. Nope, you can't drive. Uh, so. And then that's been going, you know, you just let things go organically, you know? Yeah. Uh, we, we just got named, like, uh, one of the top 20 podcasts you need to be listening to. So you just kind of... Ta and co we were talking about on this. On Uproxx, right? On Uproxx, yeah. 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 And comics are so bad at taking compliments. Yeah. Like, 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 I don't even like saying that out loud. Right. I, I think that's another thing. Like, you, you, you never like to say nice things about yourself. Yes. And you get mad at the people that do. But then the people that do go further, and you're like, why? Because <laughs> like, right. they promoted themselves, yes, you stupid exactly. fucker. Hey, self-promotion. People, people think to. they get in the way of of your stand-up. They're like, if you're worried about that, you're not writing jokes. It's right, like, right, right. really accurate. No. It, 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 you have to worry about everything. Being a comic yeah. is being the ultimate small business owner because you're producing you. nothing but yourself. That's right. Like, like you're, you're Which is why we so many of us got into this. Yeah, completely. The freedom. Because it's the freedom. Because yep. I make all the decisions. A thousand percent. I'm, I'm, yeah. 
but with bourbon, like like they're producing something. Yeah. So if the bourbon's not good, their name is intact. Like 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 yeah, the right. bourbon wasn't good. But sure. when we are doing it, it's like I am I am distilling the jokes and I am producing the jokes <laughs> and I am putting the jokes out there. And if yeah. it's not good, uh, it's probably my childhood's fault. Probably you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm blame my dad. Blame my dad. That's yeah. right. Proudest I've ever been. <laughs> so how long how long has the bourbon showdown been going? Just on? over a year. You're kidding me. Yeah, yeah. We started in like November of 2021. No, November of 2020. Wow. And uh, so you did that. You did that pivot during the I pandemic. Did, you figured I, something out. I, I mean, I, I know it developed before that, but I actually I have Chuck Johnson to think for that. Really? Um, I, I, I I love Who, Chuck. Ch- with Ch- uh, friend of the podcast. We love Chuck. He's a great dude. Having his fiftieth birthday coming up. Hey, happy birthday, Chuck! The end of the week. He's got such a great mind for the business, yeah. and and he is so even in how his brain works. So I, we were all having freakouts, you know, and um, or I was. I, I assume everybody was. Sure. Um, I, I, I feel like we were. You can feel confident yeah. in that. <laughs> so I call up Chuck, and I'm just like, um, I need to talk. And 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 we were just talking, and just the way his brain works is keep moving, keep going forward. Right. And so after that, the the bourbon people started sending me bourbon, and I was like, well, this might be. A natural pivot. Uh, so while we weren't able to do shows, I started doing the showdown, mm-hmm. and uh, then it kind of took off a little bit. And then the producers started coming to me, and I wasn't having to come to them as much. And then we got some cool people, like Ron White came on the show. Nice. And uh, he is so freaking awesome. Yeah, he's fantastic. Like fantastic comic. He's a great moment. comic, but he's also a great person. Like yeah. he's a nice guy. Uh, and uh, we've had other folks like Eric Bischoff from wrestling, which was a huge deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've talked to uh, Mark Cuban is is wow. coming on the show. No uh, shit. Yeah, he's he's it's a got, huge deal. He's man. got a bourbon brand. Um, of course he does. <laughs> why wouldn't he? You know, yeah, well, if you're Mark Cuban, I would have my bourbon brand. And and what I'm trying right now is is Dan Aykroyd. Because yeah. I've kind of cross-pollinated now to where we did the tequila showdown with Ron, yeah. and I want to do a vodka showdown with Dan, because uh, you people can't see me, but I've been told for years and years that I look <laughs> like Dan Aykroyd, and I really want to come... I just want a tete-a-tete with him. Yes. Where, where, oh, man. How great would that be? Yeah. Very, very cool. And it's true. I, a young Dan Aykroyd. Well, that's Can the I thing. That it's there? an insult you have to grow into, Brian. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, They don't say Dan Aykroyd yeah. now. They say Dan Aykroyd 30 years right, ago. the young Blues Brothers Dan <laughs> yeah, Aykroyd. Yeah, Blues Brothers yeah. Dan Aykroyd. And, and, and then you're just like, hey, thanks. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I like Jason Sudeikis better. I'm like, yeah. yes, I would fuck Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> um, if he had the mustache. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> There was a restaurant up north. Uh, we got lunch there often, and there was this kid that worked there. And uh, every time he would see me, he would go, "Yo, anybody ever tell you you look like Dan Aykroyd?" <laughs> and I got tired of saying no. Uh, so one, because he would say it to me every time, and I'd said no before, and I knew he knew who I was because he had told me how Spike Lee comes in all the time, asks if he has a specific kind of soda, and then when he would say no, he would get mad at him, and then come back the next week and ask again, as if Spike Lee wanting it was going to change the question for the next time he came. Um, so... I go in one day and the kids listen. Yo, anybody ever tell you you look like Dan Aykroyd? And I'm like, uh, yes, I've gotten that before. That's my that's my uncle. 
and uh, thinking nice. that would be the end of it. Yeah. But then from that point on, every time I would go in, yo, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd's nephew. Yo, how's your uncle? How's your uncle? And, and, and never one to disappoint. I'd be like, you know, not that great. Uh, Thanksgiving, he showed up wasted, ruined Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh uh, we thought he was, you know, he doesn't come to many family functions. We thought the one he showed up at, he would be friendly. No, a complete oh drunk. God. And he, so now he's like, and then it, it, the volume would go yeah. down. He would, next time I would go in, yo, how's your uncle? <laughs> How's your uncle doing? I'm like, yeah, he's I... better. He's better. I think he's getting yeah. the help he needs. So the lie just kept hurting Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. You know? And then he he started the vodka company. Oh so my just like, god! I don't yo. I don't know if he should have started a vodka <laughs> company. <laughs> oh my god! So it was... When you meet Dan, he's gonna be pissed. <laughs> he's like, I've been hearing shit about me, and uh, yo. You can't be telling <laughs> stories about me. I'm Dan Aykroyd. Young man, if you're going to be telling... <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh, you get the voice. I, 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 th- I think my Dan Aykroyd's half Teddy Roosevelt and half uh, the, the bad guy from Tommy Boy. Uh, that's, that's who we are and that's who we care about. Uh, yeah, so I, I just want to tell him that story so yes. bad and hope to God he gets a kick out of it. That would in, be... In, insta- well, even if he doesn't. He, yeah. Even if he gets mad. Be a great story. He's like, that was you? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, you that's fucker. fantastic, man! So, wh- when's the next one come out? Who, who you get? I mean, wh- can um, you p- how to yeah. tell people how to get there? Let's let's push it. Well, we can. You can find it on any platform: Apple, uh, Spotify, uh, all the places where you listen to something. Type in Bourbon Showdown or Jesse Jones, and you will find the showdown, the the Bourbon Showdown. Uh, we've got for the rest of the season coming up. We've got Redwood Empire coming on. We've got Old Soul coming on. We've got the return of Alan Bishop. Uh, we have a couple surprises that I can't really go into, Ooh. but they should be pretty good. Uh, I've got a lot of, I'm casting a wide net right now. So uh, people enjoy uh, the stand up. The stand up comes into play. People yeah. enjoy the reflex that we have built yeah, of right. being able to keep a conversation going. Of course. Yeah. And with brand oriented people, uh, your ability to keep talking makes their brand look better. Yeah, sure, sure. So it's it's just, uh, and I only have people on that I trust. Like like you, mm. you've been vouched for before yeah. you're invited on the show, which okay. is very important because you could have people come on and it just be like, oh god, yeah, oh no, it's good, a cringy, it's yeah. really really good. I love what is that. Peanut brittle? Oh, I love how it tastes like peanut brittle. That's my favorite thing. You probably don't want that in your bourbon. No, you do not. So uh, we, I've got producers, and the producers will vouch for what we're drinking. And I've got f- friends all over the country now that just send me tips. And if they uh, send me, oh, we've got uh, uh, the goat. We've got the, um, oh, my God, the prideful goat. He's coming on the show. He Tom was, Brady? Uh, yes, Tom Brady. Oh, He oh, doesn't sorry. really <laughs> drink the whiskey as much as I drink it, and he smells my breath. Yeah. That's his, I'd be okay with that. It's his enjoyment. You know, I don't tell people how to enjoy things. <laughs> Uh, this dude, oh my God, t- t- the people you meet, you know, this guy has stories where he used to be the project operations manager for uh, uh, a rich people airline. Like it's their job to pick up rich people, take rich people places. Oh, wow. And he's got stories like Justin Bieber stories. He's oh, got shit. stories that involve a certain president and a certain island. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. And that okay. island might have just cost someone on the British 
monarchy, their <laughs> spot at the table. Oh my! Yeah. So and, and he's so we're drinking the whole time. So he's just like, I don't know if I should be talking about this. And I'd be like, This is really good. And he'd be like, Okay, okay. <laughs> you just hear so, sliding the bottle across. Yeah, the table. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> former President So and So. I can't say his name, but it was after Bush and before Obama. He was. <laughs> you know, oh my God. Uh, so it, it's that it, it was a crazy and just some of the things because. Jackie's Icahn's telling me this great story. She can't drink Jaeger anymore because the last time she drank Jaeger... She was with David Tell. She was with David Tell. What? And she threw up an escalator. (laughs) Full circle, baby. Uh, She threw up a spider the next morning. And after that happened in three different states, she was like, I should probably leave Jaeger alone. That's... (laughs) I have Jaeger at my house right now. Oh, we should do a social experiment. We should. <laughs> I want to see if I throw up a spider. That's awful. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, listen, everybody, you have to go and and look up Jesse Jones. JesseJonesOnline.com. Uh, uh, check out this podcast. It sounds amazing, man, and I'm I'm it's thrilled for you. Like, Thank this you. This is amazing. You're you're a great guy. You're very funny. You're a pro, and and to know you have this kind of success happening. Run with it, man. Just I, I hope it takes you right to the top, kid. We're gonna lean into it. We're gonna we're lean gonna lean into it. it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you're right. Well, th- th- thanks again for coming on the show. Totally. And we've got the whole. We have the team of producers here. <laughs> Brian, B, Maria. Thank you all so much for for doing this. Brian? Thank you guys. Yeah. They didn't laugh once, but we really appreciate them being here, though. Nothing keeps a conversation moving forward like dead silence from <laughs> everyone in the room. <laughs> <laughs> they take their jobs very seriously here. That's the thing. They're very focused. I see that on what's happening. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You're training well, Brian. You're training we're, them we're well. Doing what we can. Uh, Brian, before we get out of here, anything uh, we need to push? How uh, we? How about shout? Yeah, uh, look for us at uh, Charlotte Shout. We'll be headquartered at uh, uh, Discovery Place, creating between three to four hours of digital content a day, including one hour of live programming from the Shout Festival every day, April first through the seventeenth. That's awesome. That is that is awesome. That's very exciting stuff. Yeah, I'll sleep at the end of April. I'm I'm gonna miss it all. <laughs> I'm gonna miss every bit of it. Are you really? I March thirtieth is is the date. So oh yeah, for, that's right. For oh, my new yeah. hip, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk more about, about that. that. What? Yes, spoiler. Very spoiler. That's right. You heard it here, folks. Um, all right, this was great. I had a great time talking to you, man. It's, it's Jesse always good Jones, out. you're the best, man. Thank good you, to see you for Brian and Jesse and B and Marie. I'm Jason Allen King. Be funny and be safe, so we can see you next week. The Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com